Good day, night, evening, dawn, dusk, whatever time it is. Good time to everybody. Maybe I should just have that as my intro. Good time, everybody. Good place and good time. It's Stefan Satani. I think I've got a little nose thing going on. It's not my dog. That is me sniffing out the mic, sniffing out. What's that? Oh my gosh, that is a delicious smelling episode. Do you guys smell it too? Well, you should. Get your noses checked if you guys don't smell it because it is good. Oh my gosh, just like grandma used to make. Mm, I miss grandma's comedy advice podcast episodes, but you know what? I'm passing on the tradition and through me, maybe you'll get a little taste of grandma in this episode. I didn't bake grandma in the episode, but like her essence, her influence. I don't know. I'm not a chef. I am a chef. I'm a chef of episodes. And I whipped up a special one for you guys today. And I've been pumping out a lot. This is going to be like one of three this week. So I hope you guys can keep up. I hope you guys have the appetite for everything that I am whipping up. Thanks to grandma for you guys. And you know what? We have, I switched it up a little bit. I've been having a lot of comedians on a comedy advice podcast, but today, a musician, a songwriter, a singer, top 20 billboard charter, charter, she was charting, Shimshia, aka Lauren. Oh my gosh. You never know what you're going to get, but I loved Lauren. We had a great time. We had some good banter. I got to learn a little bit about her, her songwriting, and her new album, her new EP, I should say. Anywhere But Here, I listened to it, and it is fantastic. So you guys should listen to it too. Support her. Follow her. Listen to her music. Watch her new video. It's coming out close to... Halloween. Oh my gosh. Are you guys excited? Are you going out? Are you dressing up? I think I'm going to dress up as a regular human being because I've been dressing up as a monster since I've been in quarantine. So we'll see about that, but you don't care. So I'm going to just say happy Halloween, happy time and place. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. And if you guys haven't yet, leave a review. Say, hey, Stefan. Love the app. Love all the apps. It's just like grandma used to make. I don't know. That's a suggestion. Just a suggestion. Maybe you could be like, Stefan, mediocre app. You're okay. I like Bill Burr better. That's fine. Just leave a review. Tell me what you think. I thrive off of this stuff and I can get better from your feedback. So I appreciate it. I appreciate everything. And I have been getting a lot of love from a lot of you guys lately. So thank you. I am so appreciative. It is hard to kind of worry about everything that's going on. Not that I should be worrying. You're not supposed to worry, but I worry. I'm filled with anxiety. I worry about me, what's going to happen. I worry about you. I don't know where we're going to be in six months, but what helps me not worry is knowing that I'm doing something that I love and then that other people are getting some love out of it. So if I can make one person happy, and laugh, and giggle, and guffaw, in the midst of all this, that's happening, this pandemonium, it's worth it, it's all worth it, so, 
thank you. Thank you. But thank you for all the love that you guys are sending me. If you guys haven't yet subscribed, leave the review like I was saying. And then my Patreon, it is getting a revamp. Sign up. You'll get some bonus content, ad-free content. And you will help me make this my place. I will, I'm going to transform my house into a big studio. My wife doesn't know about it yet, so don't tell her. But it's just going to be sound panels all over the house. It's an extreme fire hazard. So don't tell the fire department about it either. Okay, so you can tell everybody except for fire department and my wife. But patrons are helping make this happen. So I'm going to have the first studio house. And it sounds like a house that's in a book teaching you not to make a house out of that. Like the big bad wolf and the little piggy. There was the sticks and then there was the sound panels and the wolf blew that right down. So whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter because it's my dream and dreams never catch fire. Okay. So anyway, this is the longest intro I've had, but I'm having fun. Are you guys having fun? All right. Just warming you guys up. Give a big hand for Shimshia in this episode. Ah, yeah. Our comedy advice podcast. An advice podcast for death and, and friends. To make exaggerated statements not meant to be taken literally. What was that, Seven? Uh, comedy advice podcast. <laughs> All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Comedy Advice Podcast. My name is Stefan, and I'm your host. Joining me today is a very special guest and a little bit out of the box of a comedy advice podcast. She's a top 20 billboard charting artist. Everybody, please welcome Shim Shia. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Did I give it enough pizzazz? Maybe I gave it too much. Did I go in too hot? Too much pizzazz? No such thing. (laughs) Are you kidding? I sing pop music. Oh my gosh. Shimshia, aka Lauren. I'm very excited to have you here on a comedy advice podcast. Now, as you know, there's some comedy, there's some advice. I was going to ask, are you usually a good advice giver? Do you give good advice to your friends? I give advice without them asking for it. Does that count? Okay. That's very on brand with this podcast. That's excellent. Okay. Perfect. Me too. Before we dive into the self-help though, I wanted to ask a little bit about you. You've got a great background. I was reading a little bit, hearing your music, and I wanted to talk about your new album anywhere but here. But first, I wanted to go way back, well, as far as an hour will take us, but then to your origins in Buffalo, New York, starting off mm-hmm. as a classical pianist. How did your love, What? where was the spark that caused your love for music to just burst into flames? I just, I think it just grew. Like I played piano since I was like maybe three or four. And I, I just always liked it. I've always found a really big escape for me. I think like lots of people, it's, it's a place where you can go and it's just you and the piano and no one else around. No one else knows what you're doing, what you're thinking about, what you're feeling. And also a way to kind of channel those emotions into my music. That's awesome. And I just wanted to pause really quickly. You said three or four starting the piano. I think three or four, I was probably still in diapers. Could barely say mom and dad. So that is very precocious of you to be starting to play music at that age. That is awesome. That's my Um, mom. She's the overachiever. I always thought it was four. And then recently she was like, no, you started when you were three. And I was like, 
I think you're lying now. I think it's my mom's exaggeration, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I know that you played, you started singing and songwriting with your two sisters, but to your mom, did she kind of, um, did she plant that seed of music inside all of you because she was also a singer, songwriter, pianist or? No, the opposite. My mom's an educator. And I think because of that, she knew how much all the other extracurriculars and things were important for brain development. I mean, to be a hundred percent honest with you, she did this so that I would be smart. She like, because music and math are really correlated and she always wanted to be good, me to be good at math. And so I think that's why she put me in piano at four years old. Oh, that's that's really interesting. My mom yeah. is also an educator. She taught math, but then she I got into guitar when I was like s- sixth grade. So no, oh, eighth sweet. eighth grade, eighth grade. You're but, Chinese, my mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I got into uh, guitar when I was two years old. Oh my god, no, I was in the kidding. womb just strumming on the ukulele. Oh god, well. That's awesome. And so you started singing and doing songwriting with your two sisters, hitting the open mm-hmm. mics, and then it took off from there. How did you, did you leave Buffalo? And then I think you went to the university in Montreal for- I did. It's, it's been a windy road because okay. for a while I didn't understand exactly how I was going to fit in as a classical pianist. I didn't, as much as I love classical piano, that's not my total world. Like there's so much of it that I love, but a lot of it doesn't necessarily resonate and I didn't know how I was going to make money. So yeah. I ended up quitting piano school and just got a general degree and just meandered, went back to playing in bands, just did different things in music until I finally moved out to LA and was like, wait, let me give the solo thing a try. I had never done the solo thing or even sang really as a lead singer in my bands. I was always backup or, you know, alternative or something like that. Oh, interesting. That's yeah. really, that's really cool. And it is something that hits me too, because I, after guitar, I was in a band. I was not very good at any of this, but I played guitar and sang in a band in high school. And then I tried to go to college for classical guitar. And oh, really? that was not my cup of tea at all. It was just so different. And I just started thinking, okay, I'm doing like eight hours a day, growing out my fingernails. And uh, it, it just, it wasn't the music that I wanted to play and it wasn't what I wanted to spend my time doing. And then also I was like, Oh, how am I going to make money? So I ended up pursuing another degree in Italian, which is a very lucrative degree, but that's another totally. story for another Great time. Great career choices all around. That's <laughs> yeah, the life exactly. of an artist. I mean, that's just what it is to be an artist. You can't figure out where you fit in like anywhere. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I wanted to talk, I know that you had gone once to LA being um, more of a single artist, but you were in a band and I was reading your interview in Voyage LA and you were saying that breakups in a band, which you were in some bands, some bands, one band? No, multiple bands, yeah. Multiple multiple bands. Oh man, so multiple heartbreaks. Because you were saying that breaking up in a band is almost like breaking up in a relationship, which what was it like being in the band, kind of working with others to be able to create music and then saying, hey, it's time to to stop. I think it was, it was really great when I wasn't quite as serious, like when I didn't think that quote unquote making it was possible or something that I was really trying for when I was kind of just playing a little bit below that, because then it's fine. You know, your drummer wants you to change the song a little bit. You're like, cool, let's do it. Your lead singer's like, oh, I'm going to write a ballad this time, even though you're like a rock band and you're like, that's great. Let's, (laughs) let's do a ballad. You know what I mean? Like you just 
seven, eight time signatures all over the place. It, it, it doesn't matter. And nice. I know, especially with one of the bands, like when we went, we got a cool opportunity and something that I think could have really leveled us up. And mm-hmm. it was amazing because you saw where people went. Some people were all on board and then others were scared. And who knows if whether that was a good opportunity or not, like looking back, we have no idea, right. but it just kind of showed, okay, well, how are we going to, how are we going to make something of this? If we're not all on the same page about what we want to create with it. So did you guys break up over text or did you just leave? Did you ghost them? No, I definitely, I, this one was a phone call and it was okay. definitely a phone call where I said, it was one of those, have you ever done this thing where you know the other person's going to be mad or upset about whatever. And so you just keep repeating the same thing over and over again. So I just kept repeating. This isn't working for me. This isn't working for me. Well, but you're really making a big state. It's not working for me. Well, you're really not thinking straight and you're really crazy if you think this. Well, this isn't working for me. And that's all I did. For an hour, I repeated, this isn't working for me over and over and over again. It was intense. That is a good time. Did you have to practice beforehand? Because I rem- I've had those conversations and I do walk in circles in this room, actually. And I'm like, this isn't working for me. This isn't working for me. My wife gets very scared, but I just tell her it's practice and uh, it's all worthwhile. But <laughs> yeah, you got you to rev up for those things. You're doing really solid, right? Like if you don't know what you want to say, it's tough. They Yes, because those continued, continued... Um, excuses i don't know what to call them those defenses retaliations they can break you to your core so you got to have that solid defense mantra to be able to just be like look it's over it is over so congratulations johnny cochran i don't know who which one is johnny cochran someone is so yeah there you go exactly so you made the right choice you ended up going to la doing the single and and Mm -hmm. starting shimshia Mm-hmm. And, and how has that been? Honestly, I've just loved it. It's been, and just to be clear, I was in bands before in LA before I decided to do the solo thing. Oh, uh, but, okay. Okay. But it, once I decided to try the solo thing, cause I, I literally was like, let me just see one song. Let me try one song and see how it goes. And I had really great support. I have my producer who is like a co-writer and just so supportive. My um, vocal teacher, all these people that makes it feel like I'm not just hanging out here by myself, like flying in the wind, trying to make it happen. Got, I've got support and that support just enabled me to get better and realize what was working, what wasn't working, create Shimshia, yeah. which was really fun. Cause it's like, okay, well, what do I want this to look like? No uh-huh. one's going to tell me what to do. That was liberating. Let me tell you. <laughs> That's beautiful. And I totally understand as a podcaster that is doing the outreach and creating the podcast, doing the editing, producing, etc., it it part of it is very overwhelming because you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I've got so much going on. And you, as the singer, songwriter, and uh, multi instrumentalist, creating all these things, you, it's a lot of work, but it's so worth it in the end when you actually commit to it and you do it because it can really result in a beautiful thing. And I love the control. How much fun is it to be totally in control of everything? Oh my God. It is amazing. I love it. That's like, that's like my drug. I love control. Just getting (laughs) hits of control. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) But I did want to say too, I listened to a lot of your songs on Anywhere But Here. And I think my favorite song is Spaces. But I listened, I loved, uh, I actually wrote down my favorites. 
somewhere. Pretend anywhere but here, spaces, and when you breathe. Those were all great songs. And I love, so I haven't been to a club in a long time. But mm-hmm. I can imagine myself dancing to those tunes, jams. Uh-huh. I'm I'm old, so I don't know the proper term for the the songs. But I also I was listening to them while I was at work, and I was able to focus while jamming out to it, which is difficult yes. for me. And uh-huh. I was also I was listening after I got out of the shower and I was drying my hair and everything, and I was jamming to that, so I could like. It's a very a very dynamic type of music where it's like it's the beats are really good to focus they're also good if you're just listening to it and you're able to dance to it and pay attention to it so and your voice i do have to say is pretty stellar i'm i don't i don't want to say i was expecting a bad voice but when i heard the songs i was just blown away and i remember you in an interview where you were thanking one of your vocal coaches that just changed your voice you said and yeah. I don't know what it was before, but it's phenomenal now. So Well, it was not this. Let me tell you. Thank you. I, those comments mean a lot to me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Because I always want to know how listeners react to it, how they listen to it, what it feels like, what resonates with them. Yeah. And I also like try to do work to a lot of that kind of music. So it's cool that it works for you, too. It doesn't quite work the same for me. You know, you know what? <laughs> that, that's what I liked about it, though. It's so difficult for me to be able to focus on my work while unless I'm doing like a spreadsheet or just numbers or something, it's a little easier. But if I'm trying to write emails or something, I'm sometimes I'll accidentally write words from the song and then it'll be all messed up. So that causes a little chaos. And then they're like, wait, what are you listening to? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. As you write like some dirty words or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, But anyway. I I really did enjoy those songs though. I am so here's another thing. I am horrible with lyrics. So mm-hmm. I don't re- ever remember lyrics to any famous songs and I was going to look up the lyrics but I didn't. But I am interested because I'm the guy that like looks up the lyrics and then finds meaning in it afterwards and I'm like, "Oh, this song was that." And sometimes mm-hmm. it's the case where I'm like, Oh my God, this song is just about selling drugs and, uh, and going to jail. So I, I don't know why I'm singing that so happily, but sure. I, wanted, I wanted to ask about your songwriting and, and with these songs, did you have any overall message with the album? Did you have just separate inspirations that you just planted into each song or how was your songwriting process in the, um, you know, the creation of this album? Yeah, each of the songs were written separately, um, but they all had the same theme. They were written right around the same time. And so it was like, I got to get out is the theme, I think, of almost all of those songs in some way. Anywhere but here is, I got to get the fuck out. Uh, Whereas like, when you breathe is, oh, you're so sweet, but I got to go. You know, like, it's it's just gradations of that in between, too. Um, And there's always a hint of anger underneath, which is really funny if you, once you get to know me, cause I'm like happy all the time. And everyone's like, you get angry. I'm like, oh, I just shove it down. So it comes out of <laughs> <in> my music. <laughs> but it's a beautiful thing. What you can do with anger where I, um, and by the way, is there a song called this isn't working? Cause I hope there is. There might be in oh, the world. Okay. You mean this isn't working? Oh no. I was thinking of a Shimshia song. 
Oh no, no, there's no song called This Isn't Working. Not yet. Okay. We'll, Not we'll, yet. We'll, we'll, I'll give we'll you partial writing credit for that one. <laughs> Just over and over again. This isn't working. This, this isn't, isn't working. working. Yes. Can I be in the background? But no, you're losing out on a big idea. Uh, we'll workshop <laughs> that line. That could be sung a little exactly. differently. <laughs> And it's just like uh, fades off in the background. <laughs> yeah. You regret this. <laughs> oh, man. That's amazing. Uh, so I was going to ask one more question, but I get dis- I got distracted by our own. Uh, I-, I was mid-question and I distracted myself. Mm. Well, you asked me about lyrics or anger. anger oh, and- yes. Thank yeah. you. You must have a good memory too, learning music and math and memory. It's all Brilliant. intertwined. That's yeah. So I was going to ask about, or I was going to say about anger. Uh-huh. I think it's a beautiful thing that people can transform in creative ways where I just had a guest on here. He was a comedian and he has a lot of really good relatable material about boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband, etc., and uh, children and he was saying basically he uses his emotions as fuel for the jokes. He's like if I don't have an emotion there, I don't write the joke. There's not a lot of funny in it. And so it's really cool that he he doesn't come across as an angry guy necessarily. Um but in his in his comedy, he's able to transform it where it's actually a funny thing and it's also a thing that I'm like, "Oh, I fight with my wife about taking out the trash and replacing the trash bags all the time. So right. it's not just me. But to your music too, it's really cool that there's that there's that foundation or underlayment of anger that's able it to works. fuel and and have these kind of uh, – I just had my roof replaced. That's why I'm using that vocabulary. <laughs> I didn't know what it meant, but luckily I could see you on video making the, <laughs> making the gesture. Yes. For all of you, ah, shit, I think there's like 17 different words that I should have learned when trying to replace my roof. And by Mm -hmm. replace my roof, I did not do it myself. I paid gentlemen that are skilled in the area. But anyway, I I feel like it's really cool what you're doing with anger. And you're able to push it down into other areas and not just be an angry person. So. Well, we all experience anger, as I've learned at some point in my life, and it's what connects us, right? Those are the the emotions. I love your story about the comedian. I'm going to have to find that podcast, that episode, because like, it's so that is that is what connects us. We we all experience these universal emotions. And whether it's the trash or, I don't know, the toilet seat or whatever it is that's funny, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. And it that episode is launching tomorrow. So keep oh, your right. eyes out. Listeners, keep your eyes out, although this will be in the future. So yes. I get really October confused with multidimensional. 14? Yes, yes, October 14th. Thank you. I was going to go back and forth in time. It was going to be like an Avengers movie. So I'm glad that you just put the date out there. But <laughs> anger, no, anger is good. And we all feel anger. Anger connects us and... That's it. Uh, this is what I was going to say, too. I don't know why I'm yeah. getting so forgetful now. It may be, may be just me getting old. I am 32 and a half, so I think wow, that half really ancient. carries its weight. I, totally. Yes, I'm getting classic, as my, as I say. But the uh, back to the anger and back uh-huh. to the, the connectivity. I was going to say with the anger and connectivity while you gather your... Thank you. you. Um, Thank you. That it's... 
the pain comes from pushing it down too. The more we actually express it, the more it, we let it out and it doesn't hurt so bad. Yeah. That's the other thing that I, ha- I'm like learning. That's in process. That, and one of the things that I'm learning is to really feel it and not press it down. Like you're saying, because I learning from this comedian guest, Steve Trevino and then you and your music and me where I am hiding this anger where or pushing it down where I'll get in a fight with my wife. We resolve it. What do I want to do? Just bury that body and keep going forward and not talk about it. And understanding that there is material that can be creatively constructed or created from that or a creative force through maybe music. Maybe I can dust off my old guitar and just play a tune about the fucking toilet seat or something. (laughs) There can be a way that I can connect with the world through my anger. So yeah, that's good. You can write, this isn't working for you. This isn't, this isn't working for me. I don't know why I'm trying to sing in front of you too. This is Do it, not going well. Honestly, if I sing in front of you right now, like I'm, there's allergies, like there's all this stuff in the air, like it wouldn't be good anyway. So oh. I'm not judging. By the way, I was going to ask one more thing. Then we can yeah. dive into the self-help. Your voice, your speaking voice, it's, all, it's also a very nice mellifluous speaking voice did your speaking another big one. did your yeah, I, I i read it in the dictionary about it's one of the words that i can actually remember one of the things okay but i was gonna ask for so your speaking voice did it change with the vo- vocal coach as well did you notice yeah it has and i keep trying to make it change even more because i grew up in buffalo new york i don't i don't know if you've ever met people from buffalo or from that area but yeah. we like to talk up like in i can't i don't know if i can quite do it but like we're going to go to the mall and get the, go to the car. Like it's all this like really hot and kind of like in our nose. And it's not when I drink or go back home, it all gets all up here. And that's just not, I mean, I, I like, I like it being a little bit more less in my nose. I guess. That so it did sense. change this. My singing teacher is incredible. I mean, she keeps coaches speakers and all that too, for that reason, because I learned from her that the more, using her technique, the more connected people actually feel to you. It's so Mm. funny. Like if I, if I talk like way back here, it doesn't seem like I'm right with you the same way. If I talk to you up in front, like I, it sounds like I'm more with you. I don't know if I'm quite achieving it here um, in the moment, but I, I, I've seen the difference and it's really been amazing. Oh my gosh. That is really cool. How long have you been working with your vocal coach? Uh, I guess it's been about two and a half years. Her name is wow. Terry Dans. looking. She teaches online and she's honestly phenomenal. I've had lots of vocal coaches, lots of music teachers, and she is unreal. That's super cool. By the way, can you hear from my voice if I'm speaking from my nose? Because I do get self-conscious about that, where I like my I like the tenor of my voice. The sure, yeah, it's nice and deep. Yeah. But but I don't I sometimes I feel like I'm getting a little too nasally and that bugs me. So I try and push it down a little bit and it gets to a weird spot. So some pot, if you listen to some episodes, it might be a little deeper or some ads in between the episodes, uh-huh. like stuff in here with ads from toilet plumbers or underlayment company. So it gets a little deeper and I, I, I don't know. I just feel like I'm all over the place and it's still kind of evolving and I'm, I'm trying to find it. 
I'm on a quest. It for a sounds good. really natural. And I didn't notice any nasal quality personally, I, but I'm also not an expert at all. Okay. I just, I'm learning, but it's, I, I think it sounds great. It's very like robust and resonant. Thank you. I was fishing for the compliment. So I'm glad that I got one. A nice deliver. Nice <laughs> uh, I'm also, I feel I was blessed with living in Arizona not the living in Arizona part, but the neutral accent that comes with it. Mm-hmm. I did spend about eight years in New Jersey and I worked in New York. I did actually travel through Buffalo to go visit my cousin in Toronto one time. Mm-hmm. Be- beautiful place, but uh, lots of snow. But I got my, when I came back here in Arizona, my family said I have a little tinge of Jersey. Like a little- as long as you don't say roof. Or draw instead of drawer. Okay. I, I don't. My friends in New Jersey would make fun of me, though, for how I said water. Because they oh. say water. Yeah, I, I've had that experience. Too. I used to live in New York City. So, yeah, you lots of people in New Jersey. <laughs> and water was a frequent to- topic of conversation. People, I had no idea. It was one of the things I had no idea of. And people were like, oh, I'm sorry. Do you want some water? And then I felt very self-conscious about it. So sometimes I, I would try and they're say they're the ones that need to feel self-conscious personally. Apologies to all you New Jersey residents. <laughs> it's okay. Like 78% of the audience is from Jersey, but you guys need to know, Great. okay? Why? You're wrong. We're right. <laughs> That's basically like the Jersey motto. So I think we're just embodying that with our words. They probably like us enough for that. <laughs> I think so too. That's beautiful. All right. Lauren, is there, before we get into the self-help, is there anything else that you've got that you want to plug? Anything else that you want to say? Any proclamations to the world? Well, I'm not sure exactly when this is going to hit hit the airwaves. Theaters? This will yes. hit. This will be in Harkins and AMC. No, it'll, well, tell me your dates and then I can work around you. Oh my God, you're amazing. I On Saturday, I filmed the music video. It's going to be incredible. I am promised that it will be out in about right before Halloween. Um, so, and it's going to be really fun because it's horror themed and I have an incredible team working on it here in LA. Like that's the thing that's so cool about LA, just like meeting these amazing people. Like I swear to God, the director, he is going to be like legit famous Oscar winning director someday. I am a hundred percent convinced like his work is so good. So I'm very excited to see what this looks like. That is so exciting. And side note, I when I saw your Voyage LA interview, I saw the picture and picture credits mm-hmm. and Juliet Frew. I went yeah. to high school with her. You're joking. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You're not Jules is like all my photos because she's amazing. I love her. Oh Jules my and gosh. I are like friends. That's amazing. No way. She may yes. not even remember me, but if you see her next and you remember, say Stefan Sitani says hello. I will. I think she's in Arizona right now. Are you oh, in Arizona is she? Now? Yeah. I am. I am. Yeah, she's in Arizona. So. Oh my gosh! I was thinking of I. We are Facebook friends, her and I, but I haven't spoken to her since two thousand six. So, uh, you know what? Maybe I will. Just say like, hey, I saw your great photography. So she's very, very, very talented. Jules is amazing. No, you're sure. all the photos that I saw of yours are incredible. So if those were her, then yeah, she's no, very, she's very got good. a beautiful eye. She's really great. That's it's awesome. such a small world. So I funny. know. 
I know that's hilarious. Uh, okay, awesome. So the, I'm so sorry. The date for the the release of the music video is two week, like Halloween ish. Halloween ish, yeah. Okay, you know what? I'll get this done a little bit before Halloween, and then I will ask you if you have the date, and if you do, or have a link or something, I'll put it in. And listeners, you can just click right in the show notes. Click, click, click. Oh, you you're it. so generous. Thank you. That means a lot. You're Thank very you. welcome. Very welcome. All right, let's get into the self-help. And before we tackle these questions, I like Mm -hmm. us to be centered and inspired by reflecting on some quotes. So I've got a quote that I have, but Mm -hmm. I, before I get into mine, I like to ask my guests if they have any inspirational quotes that help lift them up in their dark days. That's a really good question. I think one of the ones that always comes to me is, Ralph Waldo Emerson. Um, And it's something in Latin, but it means don't look for yourself outside of yourself. And I just think that's so beautiful. I think it's something we all need to hear that we, we have everything we need right, right here. That really is nice, especially for being asked if you had a quote on hand with no preparation whatsoever. I'm not going to lie. It was in my high school yearbook. That was my quote in my high school yearbook. So it's not like I just like, you know, came up with that one, but. Nice. Well, Hey, props anyway. And that is a really nice quote because there have been times that I have found myself comparing myself or my podcast or whatever to other people or thinking, should I change this? Should I change that? And I think, or should I change this about myself? Mm -hmm. And have a nasally voice or not? Yeah. Yeah. Should I be a little more nasally or should no, you know? So it's like, what do I feel like is best for me? And uh, should I say water or water? And you know, I feel like I'm a water guy. So that's where I've been. (laughs) I just looked inside myself. Exactly. (laughs) So that's a beautiful quote. Thank you, Lauren. I have a quote here and this is actually not by any person whatsoever. This is by a robot. And the robot's name is Inspirobot. And what its main purpose to do is probably not kill humankind, but it's actually taking the wisest words known to man and then just mashing them together for a beautiful, inspirational quote. Mm. Makes sense so far? I can't wait to hear it. All right. Okay. So this quote this week, Inspirobot says, swallow love, feed relationships. I read that a little nasally. I I, th- I was trying to go robot to get the full effect of the quote, but yeah, it just ended sure. up nasally. So whatever. Robots That's kind nasally. of an impressive algorithm. Is that the same algorithm that created Childish Gambino? <laughs> you know, it may be. It may be. Childish Gambino powered by Inspirobot. Yes. You know, because I think he put his name into the Wu-Tang cl- generator. Did you know that? No way. That's how he got his name. Oh. Supposedly. I don't know if that's a, an old, if that's a true thing, but I remember reading that somewhere. Oh, okay. That actually makes a lot of sense. I thought when you said it, it was all of his songs were just generated by some robot oh. made lyrics. Oh, yeah. Not, maybe, but. <laughs> Possibly. Maybe Inspire Bots behind. But Childish Gambino is a brilliant artist name, I think. I think it's it fun. And love... Wait, swallow love, feed relationships is like pretty good. I mean, if you told me Rumi said that, I think I'd believe you. 
<laughs> it is true. I mean, sometimes Inspirebot doesn't quite hit the mark. It gets a little too mysterious or ominous. But this one, I feel like Swallow Love, it is difficult for us to metaphorically swallow love sometimes. Somebody might give me a compliment and I feel ashamed and I'll be like, no, I don't think so. Or I'll, I'll deflect and be like, well, your hair is beautiful. Which, by the way, I love your hair. It looks awesome, Thanks. Lauren. But I, if you swallow the compliment, it's it's packed with nutrients that's going to be able to boost you up for a really nice energetic vibe that's going to help you grow. And so if you swallow it, it's good. And then the feed relationships, I think that in the connection, maybe you could either baby bird it and then give your compliment <laughs> back to others. So then that does a really nice relationship building. My hands are all over the, the place. Gesture, the gesture of the baby bird was like it was almost vomitous it was like bleh, bleh. here and my love here, yes here baby birds uh, take my compliment uh, so <laughs> it's it's a way that you can you know regurgitate your compliments to others and be able to help those relationships grow so overall solid quote by inspirebot solid quote it's also very similar to my quote which was like looking inside to create like isn't that kind of weird it is weird. It's like Inspirebot's listening to us right now. Probably. This is very creepy. Okay. All right. Well, before we think too much about Inspirebot, I feel like we're inspired mostly yes. by your quote. So we're going to go on to the questions. We've got two. The first one, it's found by our fan, Justin. Thank you, Justin. It's from Reddit. It says, how do I ask someone if they have a boyfriend without being obvious? The person in question is my somewhat new friend that I sort of like. I'm pretty sure she doesn't have a BF, but she said something yesterday that confused me. So I think it's possible she might. How do I ask? Okay, Justin, I really want to know what she said. Because if she said, I've got to go out with my boyfriend, <laughs> that might give you a clue. Yeah, I don't know how the I don't know what could have been confusing that she said. Um, Maybe she just said we. Sometimes people use we, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, who's we? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's true. Maybe she used a boy's name. She's like mm. me and Justin made out yesterday, and she, <laughs> and so he's like hmm, boyfriend. Maybe not boyfriend. So yeah. I don't know, but I think maybe the safe thing to do would be, I think I may have pulled this trick out of my hat in my single days, is just assume she has a boyfriend in your speech. Mm -hmm. So be like, oh, I'm going to go out for coffee. Would you and your boyfriend like to come? And if she's like, I don't have a boyfriend, then you know. And if she says, I do have a boyfriend, you know, and you have to go to coffee with her and her boyfriend. Yeah, that so sounds terrible. That might be, yeah, okay. Maybe like a, a Well, but then you can be like, oh, we're busy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> or, oh, I'll bring my girlfriend. Perfect. Perfect. Then you have to find a girlfriend. Yeah. So Or someone that... to cover for you. Exactly. But I, th I feel like that's how a lot of rom-coms start out where it's like oh i've got to find a girlfriend and then or a boyfriend you find one it's a friend you guys find out you really have feelings for each other and then romance blossoms so exactly i like your i like your advice i, I really do think just assuming that she's of course some guy has has got her tied up because i don't i can't really said it like that but you know what i mean like <laughs> has got her on lock i don't know like who owns her. There's some guy out there who must own her because she's so good. 
don't know how to say it. There's, it yes, sound. there's there's a guy that has claimed her. No, that also Ooh, doesn't sound no, good. No, nope, no. nope, nope, nope. Who there is a guy you? who has engaged. Yes, who loves her or is, is engaged in relationship with her. Someone there's a guy who has swallowed her love. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's what Justin should do. Justin should just should just ask this woman. So, um, Kate, uh, has, have you swallowed someone's love lately? <laughs> oh God! Ah, oh, I love it. I didn't even, I... even think about that in Spirebot. Jesus. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gummer. God, yes, Swallow love, feed relationships. That is a <laughs> like adult adult bot is what it should be called. Jesus. Yeah. Well, good good suggestions though. I feel like we're on the right track here. So, Justin or question asker, I feel like you've got a load of. Wait a second. Halt. Screech. Er, Lauren. Yes. You have probably had this happen to you a million times. How have guys asked you if you have a boyfriend or not? That'd be really silly, but I can't think. I, I don't, I can't think of a time when someone's asked me that, to be mm. honest with you. If so, anything, I always feel like I'm in the awkward position of having to tell people, uh, I have a boyfriend, like, which just like, I, I just hate, I'm, I really hate confrontation. I hate rejection. I hate feeling like I'm rejecting the other person. So I hate having to say that. That's the reason. Not like I don't like my boyfriend. You know, that's Sometimes that's totally fair. That that is. So I was going to ask Lauren. So what does your boyfriend think of your music? See, that is a beautiful way because I didn't admit that I had a boyfriend. So that's I, how you. That's how you ask it. What does your boyfriend think of that? That that way you don't get stuck going to coffee. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. You avoid the yeah. awkward coffee. Exactly. Perfect. Perfect. Exactly. You still didn't answer the question, so I'm he not sure. It. Of course he okay. loves it. Okay, yeah. perfect. Great. Okay. How does he not love it? He's like, sing to me, baby. Like, he's all in. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, yeah. perfect. We're going to move on to the uh-huh. next question. This is from our fan, Megan. It says, help with campers playing loud music? We've been at this spot for about 24 hours now, camping in a tent. The spot next to us, about 100 yards away, have been playing their music so loud that we can clearly hear it, even over high winds. They have a fifth wheel with extension with external speakers. I've called the folks at the state park who said they'd send someone over, but that was over three hours ago and it still blasts. It's really causing anxiety for myself and my dog. What can I say to them if I go over to see if they will turn it down? Hmm. Okay. I have the best bad people advice ever. Oh, please, please. Just smear some like raw meat or something outside their camper. So they leave. (laughs) Like you just gotta, do something really terrible. That's if you're Wait. a bad person, just so we're clear. I had, no, this is beautiful advice. I was going to say something similar, but the raw meat, is that for the foul stench or is that visible to show that there is a monster out there, possibly a bear, and it's just eating things and raw meat was just some debris that sprayed out of its mouth? I've been hanging out with too many Scorpios because I was thinking that it would attract a bear, which would then make them leave. And then I was realizing a hundred yards isn't really that far if you've already attracted a bear. So that's not a great, totally great thought through plan. You might want to reconsider this with some other evil friends. But yeah, that was my, my thought was to attract a bear. 
But maybe it's better um, just the threat of bear. I think this would be really cool, actually. If you put the raw meat, you snuck to their camper, you put the raw meat through the speaker holes, and then the bear <laughs> will be attracted to the stereo. It'll pick it up. Take the stereo. Walk away. Boombox John Cusack style. Yes. Yes. Oh my exactly. God. The bear. I love you. It'll just be, it'll, it'll be mute. It'll be magical. That's what it'll be. That so. is such a great idea. <laughs> so much fun. So imagine if we got to see the bear with a boombox. I almost want to do that now. I almost want to buy a speaker, put, raw meat in it and then see a bear run off no not run off waltz off with a little swagger in its step blaring we could have shimshia playing perfect spaces i love okay okay we're good all right we're good beautiful awesome any other last tidbits of advice for this person before we go on to the end last tidbits of advice i also think what I mean, the, the really good people advice is to like, you know, just talk to them and say how it makes you feel like nonviolent communication style. When you play your loud music, it gives me a lot of anxiety because I'm here relaxing and loud music makes me stressed. That's a good, I like that. We had the, we had the devil angel, the Uh devil, very, the shoulder devil is what I wanted to say. Very prominent. The shoulder angel was a little quiet, so I'm glad you made him pipe up. Yeah. And that is some good advice. And I mean, they are in the woods, in the middle of nowhere, camping. I mean, you one of the main main goals of camping is to get in touch with nature. Unless you're mm-hmm. glamping, then it's yeah. to get in touch with nature and material possessions. But if you're camping, I feel you should have your speakers to a decibel that's not going to give a bear a headache. So I think that if you're if you're causing stress for humans that are used to that type of noise, then it's really not a good camping experience for all of nature. So oh. I would say appeal to their better nature, like you. That's should. nice. Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah. Say and say please. Say please yes. and see what they say. And then if that that's that's appeasing shoulder angel. If that doesn't work. Then go to the raw meat and jam it in those little tiny speaker holes and let the bear walk away with their stu- their speaker. Time to go ham. Like, just Time. do it. Time to go. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, beautiful advice. This is great. We have arrived at the end of our podcast. So before we say goodbye, Lauren, I just wanted to say a huge thank you for joining me on this roller coaster of laughter, love, and advice. I love this. This is so much fun. I want to do this again. I'm going to invite myself back on. Please. You are welcome anytime. The metaphorical door is open. The music won't be too loud in the woods. Okay. So <laughs> Thank it'll be, you. It'll be Thank good. you. But seriously, anytime you've got something to plug, or if you just want to come over and say hi, you're welcome to be back on the show. But until then... I wanted to say, again, because our listeners, I think it's like seven times you need to hear something to be able to retain mm-hmm. it. What have you got going on? Where can people follow you? Follow you? What have you got to plug? Let her rip. My name is Shimshia. I am on all the streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon. I've got a new EP out called Anywhere But Here. And I have a new video that is coming out very soon. You can click a link and see it. And it's going to be so good. Yes. 
oh so good beautiful and guess what all of that's going to be in the show notes so if you listeners like oh i can't keep track it's all first off you should be able to keep track she was very clear but it's all going to be there so you can just click it's a click away from your mobile device or wherever and then you can go on over follow her support her give her some love and uh the music really is fantastic i am a follower on spotify now and on youtube so sweet yeah so thank you so much but i can see this music going like huge huge thank you so i'm very i'm very excited for you lauren but other than that i think it's time to say goodbye so adieu farewell of peter saying is that a song yes it is gone with no sound of music sound of music it's beautiful well thank you lauren we will talk sometime soon love that thank you so much this is really fun awesome likewise i have swallowed your love i don't, i didn't want to say uh, it oh it's not, i'm gonna I edit it out well. yeah it's, it's no 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 i'm so sorry that came uh, uh bleh. it's out it's out okay. it was funny that was really funny i really love it i appreciated it oh god um uh, well i'm gonna end the recording there you just made it to the end of the podcast hooray reward yourself with an ice cold stare in the mirror and say i am awesome and after you do that reward me leave a review on apple podcasts follow me on instagram at a comedy advice podcast love ya